Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally as well as how to incorporate needed fine motor skills and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're going to take a brief hiatus coming up very soon that we're going to finish off the season, hopefully with finishing off the school therapy tips topic. And then we're going to take a real summer hiatus and come back unwilling early in the fall with the school year to bring you season three. Let's continue with school therapy tips with the help of yourtherapysource.com, a wonderful resource and a wonderful website. Today, we're going to talk 10 ways to transition instead of walking. You know, in the school system, especially in District 75, where I work in the Board of Ed, especially with children that have difficulties, that have special needs, it's very hard to transition between activities. It's it's very difficult to get between the, the tasks, to get between whatever's going on in the classroom, and to get them to get up and move and move and move, and to switch classrooms and the like could be very difficult, and to switch activities to end activity to get to the next thing might not be so easy. So we want to talk about some ways what we could do without having to get them get online and then to walk around. So let's see what we could do. We want to try to sneak in some movement breaks like we talked about last week, as well as to wake up the students. There are some ways to transition rather than the regular walking, and let's talk about them. So the first one, like we mentioned last week, a couple of them, let's bring you a couple more. So stamp like a dinosaur. When you stamp like a dinosaur, you can increase proprioceptive input to wake up the joints and muscles. We talked about jumping in place. We talked about hopping in place. So if we call it stomping in place, we can give it a cute name. It's nice to to name things with silly names or fun names or different names. Instead of just saying jump or hop, if we say stamp like a dinosaur, it gives the kids a way to relate to the activity, a way to think about the activity, and a way to think about a favorite type of a thing, such as a dinosaur, that kids could love. And it gives that proprioceptive input and hopefully gets them involved. We could also tell them to hop like a bunny. This way, it's an aerobic exercise and wakes up the joints and muscles. So when they're hopping, not only can we give them some proprioceptive input, but hopefully also we can give them some good vestibular input. And it's letting them move around. It's getting them that sensory big break the movement break like we talked about every 20 to 30 minutes for two to five minutes would be really good and there's so many ways of doing this even just getting up as the teacher as the person modeling the behavior modeling modeling the movement that would be good for the kids you could also have them waddle like a penguin waddle 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 it encourages coordination of both sides of the body and allows them to do a different type of movement as well allows them to get the proprioceptive to get the vestibular and to get the movement around the classroom just using different names for the transition activities to get them to have those breaks which are so needed especially for all kids nowadays not just in different districts and different settings You could also have them, we're on number four, you could also have them to pretend to drive a car and don't have any accidents. So the children learn body awareness and proper spacing between themselves and a friend. If you want to go all out, you want to make this activity graded up, which means to make it a little more difficult. If you have kids involved in setting up a little bit of a driving course, you have the masking tape or you have painter's tape or the like, you could actually put a little bit of a 
of a driving course in the classroom. You can have the kids hold up their hands and they have to walk in between the painter's tape, in between the masking tape, in the course that you set for them in the classroom. And if you want kids to learn turn-taking, you want them to learn the ability to wait, the ability to have delayed gratification, which is a very big problem for a lot of kids nowadays because everything is me, 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 now, now, now. Very hard to have delayed gratification. See the psychology experiment about the marshmallows and you'll know what we're talking about. So have them have this course around the classroom, and then they could actually drive the car and not have any accidents. You want to even do it more so you can even put some cones that they have to, quote-unquote, drive around. You could have some blocks they have to drive around. You could have some Legos they could build into towers that they can't knock down, different obstacles in the classroom, on the course, and let them have the move and break. And if you have kids... Throughout the day, you could do this whole course. You could have different kids involved in the construction crew. You could call it the construction crew, getting the course ready in the classroom. And then when it's time to have the move and break, you could have groups of kids do it every different break. You could also have the whole class if you have that much time, but that'll take a long time to do it, especially if you have 25 to 30 kids. That might be too hard. But each time you have a break, you could have a different group of kids, and then another group of kids sets up the the course, and then they could go through the course and you can tweak it however way you want, but just a way to get them to have movement involving the kids, involving setup and involving them to make it a really fun, really nice way of doing it. You could also slide like an ice skater. You can encourage coordination and timing. I remember when I was a little kid, a lot of a lot of times a very fun thing is a very simple activity that doesn't really take a lot of materials, a lot of a lot of preparation or a lot of advanced notice. You know, you have a, a floor. Not a crazy slippery floor, but you have kids take off their shoes. I don't know if you did this when you were a kid, but I definitely did. You take off the shoes, you have the socks, and and kids love to pretend like they're gliding around the floor. They love to pretend like they're sliding across the floor. So even if they're using the shoes and they do this, it might not be so easy, but there used to be where, where they would speed up and then they would glide across the floor, slide across the floor. If you know what I'm talking about, then you did this as a kid. And especially if the floor is hopefully clean and not nasty and snarsty and dirty or the like, then they could take turns doing this. And whoever slides the farthest gets the most points and you could put um, painter's tape on the on the floor and you can make this the five point mark, the 10 point mark, the 15 point mark, obviously make sure the kids can do this and make sure that they're safe when they do this and make sure they're not uh, off balance or the like and confer with PT and OT with this in your school if you want to do this. But it's a really fun thing. I remember um, getting the energy ready, like building up the energy and then running and stopping and you slide across the floors that were just washed the other day. Hopefully it's not too slippery. Make sure again, it's not too dangerous and you have the teachers around and, and you make sure that you confer with all related services that the kids can do it. But that's a way to slide across the classroom and then you can get points. Whoever has the, the farthest sliding or the best sliding can get those points and can, can be the one that does it best. That's also like, it brings me back to when you're in camp and you do the running jump. And whoever jumps the farthest also, if you don't have furniture in the classroom, you happen to have a lot of space, you could also put the tape down and see who could jump for the farthest for your movement break to do that. Whoever gets the farthest, gets the most points, can win a little, little, little prize as well. So that's the ice skater or the ice glider, glider, if you will. Number six is bending over and holding your ankles while you walk forward. It looks funny. It looks silly, but actually is very cool. It wakes the vestibular system and strengthens the muscles. And you could always relate this to um, different types of animals. So this could be like um, the lion bending over or the, the gorilla or the like, whatever you want to call it. 
can work for that also. Number seven is the crab walk or the bear walk around the classroom. You can wake up and strengthen the muscles while having these different joints and these different limbs involved. Again, whatever activities we could get, whatever movement breaks, sensory breaks we could do for those two to five minutes every 20 to 30 minutes to get the kids to walk around and have the good spaces. And even when we're home, good activities in the home, a kid who's home for the day, if it's a snow day or they're just home in the summer, we don't want them to just sit and play video games, sit and watch the TV, let them get up and move around. If you can't do real activities or, or whatever the whole day, at least let them have the movement breaks and you can use these as well. Move like a graceful ballet dancer. You could have them do that and they could twirl around. They could dance around. And if the boys find it's too girly, then you can make them move around like a rock star, move around like a, a music player or a guitar player or, or anything like that. You can encourage slow movement and grading the motions. You could also gallop like a horse. It wakes up the body and is a good aerobic exercise. And you could also walk backwards. It challenges balance, body awareness, and motor planning. I remember when I was a kid, there was a carnival, maybe when I was in elementary school, Again, with the painter's tape, painter's tape is fantastic. You should listen to the whole episode of painter's tape. It's very cheap, very easy to use hundreds of things for. But we put a little course on the ground, and you could always take the tape up afterwards. It could be a square. It could be a circle. It could be a simple design. It could be a whole intricate design. It could be a circle that goes into itself, or it could be a real obstacle course in the whole classroom besides for walking in forward and, and trying not to knock over anything not to have any traffic accidents you could take a mirror and have them walk backwards especially depending on the age of the kid we're talking about depending on the age of the classroom let them do it backwards either looking over their shoulder looking turning their neck and looking or taking that mirror and trying to follow the pattern this was a great carnival game very hard to win but very cool and very challenging and involves many components and involves paying attention trying to follow along, trying to sequence the steps, trying to make sure there's good coordination, good balance, and holding the utensil of the mirror properly, and everybody else also giving them the space. So just different activities of transition activities, transition movement breaks instead of walking. Join us next time as we talk about more simple physical activities for the classroom here on OT Talk with Mr. T, and I'm your host, Mr. T.